and welcome to the Captain Not Captive podcast. I'm your host and creator, Ashley Wilson. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope to inspire you in your relationships, parenthood, career, and navigate the full human experience. I truly believe you have what it takes to create and live the life you've always dreamed of. You are the captain of your choices, no matter where you came from or what's in your past. I'm not saying I have all of the answers, but I'm here to pour love, lessons, and tactical advice to bring you new perspectives into who you were truly meant to be, all while having some fun. Let's do this. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Captain Not Captive podcast. Happy Tuesday. Um, Last week, I decided that Tuesdays are officially Captain Not Captive days every single Tuesday. And I think it's helping me reframe my mindset on how I feel about Tuesdays. So if y'all know me, you know that Mondays are absolutely my favorite days of the week, um, only because I have tried to shift my mindset from thinking that Sundays are the beginning of the week versus Mondays are the beginning of the week. And um, realistically, I've always felt in my soul that Mondays begin the week. However, um, I am trying to reframe that into Sundays are the beginning of the week just because Sundays are more relaxing, um, maybe less stressful. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm coming to you today without any notes and transparently I am driving, but I'm not taking my eyes off of the road. I am just using the audio on my phone and just talking about what is on my brain right now, because I know some of you can really relate to this topic. And I think it's something that we don't talk about very often. Um, we just kind of hurt in silence and I'm really tired of that shit. So, um, today I want to talk about why it is okay to let go of your family when you have kids. And I could go on and on and on forever about different reasons why we let go of family, um, reasons why we choose not to have our family and our children's lives and why that decision is so fucking hard. So um, sorry if you're a family member and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, we don't actually talk very often. If you take it personally, then I don't know figure it out. Ask me if you're one of the family members, because I will be honest with you and tell you yes or no. So anyway, um, full disclaimer, it is not relevant for everybody. I know not all of you struggle with this, but some of you might struggle with this with just maybe one family member and not a whole lot of your family members. So for me, I know you guys know that, you know, my dad passed away when I was really little. So obviously he does not have a huge impact on our lives. And when I was a kid, we used to go to family reunions about once a year. Um, but other than that, I really don't interact with my dad's side of the family a lot, which is interesting because that's the side of my family that is the largest. So my grandmother had over 10 kids. I have hundreds of cousins. And I mean, realistically, most of them, I don't think I have ever had a conversation with, which is horrible. Um, I've tried to make like a family tree, like trying to figure out who all I'm related to. And it has only partially worked. Um, just because there are so many people and everything is constantly changing. And it seems like people on my dad's side of the family have like five and six kids and then their kids have kids. Uh, I think I've talked to you guys before about my dad was 46 when I was born. So, um, he, he wasn't a young dad by any means. So a lot of my cousins are much older than me, um, which also makes it tricky, right? Like how do I connect with a cousin who's 
you know, 15 years older than me and we don't have that much in common and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Versus like my mom's side of the family, my mom has two siblings and um, unfortunately one of them doesn't live close by. She lives in Florida and the other one is uh, a narcissistic, interesting man. Um, I won't go into detail because it's kind of mean. However, um, I, I do have some family that I consider family that we're not actually not related to. Um, and not to get like too personal, but I'm trying to give you guys some backstory or understanding of like why and how I've chosen who is in our children's lives. Um, because I mean, in all reality, I think you guys know this as parents, like there is not enough love to go around to love our children, right? Like whoever wants to love our children, if they are healthy and they're loving and they're supportive, right? Like it doesn't, I would let, you know, an infinite amount of people depending on what their love looks like for our kids. Right. So like, I'm not saying I would let anyone love our kids. I'm saying if the appropriate person, right, has open arms, a loving heart, and they're, they love our children for the right reasons, right? Absolutely. Like, you don't have to be blood to be family to me. Um, and it's really, really difficult when you have these situations of people who are your family, they are your blood, and they necessarily probably shouldn't be in your children's lives. So my... My first thing is just because they're related to you does not mean that they have access to your kids. And I know that a lot of people on social media have talked about that. Um, but I just want to reiterate that just because somebody is related to you does not mean that they get access to your kids. Um, especially if you know that the relationship that they would have with your kids is unhealthy. Um, so I will use a good example, uh, my mom. So my mom and I did not have a good relationship growing up. Um, we never got along. <clears throat> um, I never felt close to my mom really in any way. Uh, and then it was really odd because when I was pregnant, I didn't care if she was in Avery's life. Um, it didn't affect me much, you know, with Delilah because Delilah's mom has a really great support. Like her mom has a really great support system. Um, and so like for me, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it's really, really hard when you and your husband's families um, aren't supportive, right? Like they're not the first to volunteer to pick up the kids from the babysitter. Uh, they're not the ones to watch your kids for, for you while you're at work, right? Like none of these people really are hands-on when it comes to being in our children's lives. And it's one of those like, yeah, they might show up around the holidays or tell them happy birthday or whatever, but really having that like deep love, unconditional connection, like it's just not there. And so when I was pregnant with Avery, it didn't phase me much because my mom and I weren't close. After I had Avery, I realized that if I don't give the opportunity to my mom to let her be a good grandmother, then Avery might not have a grandma, you know, like Avery already doesn't have a grandpa and she might not have a grandma, which, which really hurt me because I want my kids to have grandparents, right? I think grandparents are super important. Um, and so I had started having these really important conversations with my mom around what I will and will not allow around my children. So my first step into building a relationship with my mom when there wasn't one before was truly just setting the expectation and the boundaries that I was putting around the relationship of my mom and my daughter. So, you know, minimum expectation is 
you know, I will not let Avery at her house or in her house. Um, she's never been inside of her house. She's over four years old and has yet to do that just because um, I don't think it's a good environment for her because my mom smokes in her house and I will not allow that. Um, our kids, I mean, obviously Delilah also follows, right? Delilah's never been in her house, never will. Um, and also the same goes with her vehicle. So if my mom has ever driven anywhere with the girls, we've always let my mom borrow one of our vehicles. Um, we do have like a spare or whatever, you know, like a backup car that we would allow my mom to use, um, you know, if she were to take the girls anywhere. And it's not any shame on my mom. And I've explained to her, it's not me telling you that you can't do what you want. It's me telling you that I won't put my kids in a situation where they're exposed to secondhand smoke because this is my boundary that I have with my, with my family, with my kids, right? These are the expectations that I'm setting and saying, you know, I did not enjoy being exposed to that as a kid. My kids will not be exposed to that. And she absolutely 100% understands and she's all on board and she, I don't think she takes offense to it. If she does, she doesn't show it. <laughs> so like, that's just one uh, very minimal boundary that I have set with my mom that she's been very understanding about. Um, another boundary that I've set is, um, you know, I don't allow my mom to say negative things about other people around my children. So if she has negative things to say about other people, um, if the kids are in the other room or if she wants to vent, that's fine. Um, however, I don't want my children thinking that it's okay to say negative things about other people. Hence, I can't let other people do that around my children. So um, it's, it's a fine line between having a conversation and making sure that what my mom is saying um, is appropriate to talk about around the kids. But it's, it's another boundary that I've set that says, hey, here's what my expectations are when you're around my children. And if you can't follow it, then you can't be around my children. Um, and again, she's like super susceptible to it and is completely understanding. And this reminder for you is you can set whatever boundaries you want, right? If you're saying like, I don't, you know, whatever the case is, like maybe, um, maybe your family member you know, drinks alcohol or, you know, they do something similar to that. You can say, you know, absolutely no way, shape or form. If you have been drinking at all, will you be around my kids? And if you can't not drink, then you won't be around my kids, right? Like that's also a boundary that we've set. Um, and it's just something that protects our children, right? Like we're trying to do the right things for our kids and not doing the same things that, um, we were exposed to as kids. So also, with this is a reminder that it doesn't matter what boundaries you set, right? Somebody else can tell you that the boundaries you're setting are too high, that you're being overprotective or you're being, you know, X, Y, Z. But the truth is they're your damn kids and you can set whatever boundaries you want. And if these people can't follow the boundaries, then they don't have to be in their lives, right? This is you raising your kids according to your standards. And if you're not okay with it, then I'm sorry, but that's your choice, right? That's your choice to make for your kids. Um, the second thing is there are some people that we just can't set boundaries for, right? There are some people that absolutely in no way, shape or form, am I going to let my kids be around because of the history that I have with these people. Um, and it is not out of spite, but it is completely out of love. So when Avery was really young, I decided um, you know, what family members I was comfortable building a relationship with and letting them know that, hey, this is a trial period. And if you can't set or meet these boundaries, then you won't be around my kids. Um, and then there are some people that I just have never discussed it with. They've just never been around my kids. Um, 
and it's, it's obviously completely up to you and your spouse's choice on who you want your kids around. But I'm here to tell you that you don't owe anybody an explanation. If people ask to be around your kids and you're not comfortable with them being around your kids, you can tell them whatever the fuck you want to tell them. You cannot respond at all, right? You can tell them, hey, I'm just not comfortable with the history that we've had and I don't want you around my kids. You could say, um, you know, actually we're, we're busy and we don't, you know, we don't have time or whatever, you know, like you can come up with whatever reason you want to not have your kids around these people. Um, but it, in all reality, like you get to choose who is in your kids' lives and who's not. And I just, I don't know. I want you to know that like, just because these people feel like they have control over you or over your choices, they don't, they truly don't. That's not what you're here for as a parent. You're here for as a parent to love and protect and to advocate for your children, no matter who uh, that person in their lives may be. It's really hard for me to kind of set the stage or maybe even give you some examples on, you know, when you should be setting boundaries versus when you should just, you know, not allow these people in your kids' lives, because obviously, um, you know, every situation is different. Every family is different. Um, and it's really hard because, you know, in, in different generations, they would say like family is family and, you know, you make it work and, you know, you're supposed to love people for all of their flaws, but it's like, I can't love you for your flaws if you're emotionally traumatizing my children. Right. Or if you're criticizing my parenting in front of my children, like I can't be okay with that. I can't let you try to convince my kids that what I'm doing is not okay, right? Like if I'm making the best choices for my kids and I know that I'm making the best choices for my kids and you're coming along saying, well, back in my day, we just whooped their ass, you know, like I'm not okay with that. Absolutely not okay with that. And you don't have to either, right? But I'm telling you, I, I bet if you're still listening to this episode, you're probably thinking of a few people that either you've set boundaries with, or maybe you should set boundaries with and people that you just haven't had in your kids' lives because of whatever reason, right? And so I don't want to set the stage for you and say, if this person's done this, maybe you should cut them off because I think you know in your gut who should be in their lives and who shouldn't. And another thing to keep in mind is you are allowed, like I said, so when you set these boundaries, if they don't meet these expectations, you're absolutely allowed to tell them, I'm sorry, but you can't you can't be in our lives. I don't think it's good to bring people in and out, right? But it is important to say, hey, here's what the expectation is. If you can't meet the expectations, then you won't be in their lives, but we're not going back and forth. So either you meet the expectations or you don't, right? Like you're not coming in and out because that is probably more detrimental to the kids than just not having you around at all, right? Um, but it's also important to remember that just because you know, maybe your kids are four, maybe they're five, maybe they're 10. I don't know how old your kids are. But if you haven't discussed the boundaries with these people, right, doesn't mean that you can't set the expectation. So maybe you're, you've had experience with the, with a family member or with your kids that you're not proud of or that, you know, made you uncomfortable. I think it is super important before you let the relationship continue to say, hey, this was what happened. This is why I'm uncomfortable with it. And here's why you're not going to do that again. Or here's why you can't do that around my kids. Or you can't say that around my kids, right? It's super awkward and it's weird. And it might, I don't know, it might hurt their feelings, but it's really important that you stop whatever's going on before it exceeds, you know, 
you being pissed off and you being angry and you cutting this person off, right? It might be worth a conversation because they might not even know that you weren't okay with it until you said something. They might not even be exposed to what your expectations are if you haven't actually told them what the expectations are, right? And we can't, I mean, like we do this with friends and, um, you know, a spouse too of what we expect of them, but we never actually tell them. And then we get mad when they don't meet the expectations. Well, it's the same with your family members when it comes to the relationship with your kids, right? If they do something that you're not okay with. Maybe they give your kids a bunch of candy or they let them stay up late or whatever the case is, right? If you're like, I'm really not comfortable with that. It's your job and your responsibility to be open and honest and say, this is not okay. These are the boundaries I've set for my kids and you need to follow these boundaries, you know? And if you can't, then maybe it's not, you're cutting them off, but maybe it's saying, you know, they can't spend the night with you anymore. Or maybe you can't have alone time with them because I don't trust you to not break or, you know, exceed the boundaries that I've set. So I hope that this episode was a good reminder for you that no matter what choices you're making regarding the people who are in your children's lives, that you know in your gut who's supposed to be there, who's not, and to set those expectations that really mean the most to you and what's gonna make you feel the most comfortable with these people who are in your children's lives. If you ever have any questions or doubt around the people who are in their lives, never be afraid to stick up for them. Um, Even if it's difficult, even if it's awkward, I'm here to tell you that the awkwardness and the difficultness is worth it when you're setting the stage and advocating for who your kids are around. So I think you're doing an excellent job. Hang in there. I know that it's awkward. I know that it's weird, but um, you know, it's, it's one of those things as a parent that um, we can't avoid it, right? We have to handle these hard situations with grace and compassion um, and just know in your heart that you're doing the right thing as a parent, um, no matter who it is, right? Like it could be, could be your spouse, um, you know, their parents or their cousins or whoever. Um, it could be on your side of the family, but you know, regardless of whatever the situation is, just know that if you know in your mind and you've talked to your spouse and you're making the right decisions for your kid to stick to those decisions, no matter what the situation is. So I hope you guys um, enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next week on Captain Not Captain Podcast. See ya.